From points across California, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition Ladies Show. Hi, I'm Nancy Johnson, and I'm your host for episode 349. And this is September 25th. I'm joined by my dear friends and compatriots, Mary Jo Mulata Willie and Carol Bowling. And we're talking about a topic that's near and dear to every parent's heart. And that is, when do you let your kid go into the bathroom alone at Disneyland? And, of course, many other topics that are reflected by your kids getting older and wanting to kind of expand out more on their own in the theme parks. So, with that, welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi. Yay, it's so good to talk to you guys again. Carol, always a pleasure. Oh, it's nice to be back. And if I can just uh, take one second and say thank you to everyone who sent me lovely notes and sent good wishes and pixie dust and everything else while I was uh, having my surgery. I really appreciate it, and um, I'm doing a lot better now, and I really uh, thank all of you. Yay! And so glad you you came through, and and how are you feeling? Uh, I'm doing very well. Um, I'm starting radiation this week, but, uh, you know, we'll see how that all goes. I hope I continue to feel as well as I do right now. Cool. Yay. And how are you, Mary Jo? What's new in your in your world? Did anybody tell you that we're having a heat wave over here? <laughs> it's been hot. Oh my god, it was hundred and four when we were at Disneyland yesterday. Yes. It's crazy. 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 So. But yes, and you just got back off of your extended vacation in España. Yes. Do you think that would have made a wonderful place for a Disney park had, had they actually gone through with it? <laughs> actually, yes. The the weather and where they would have put the park would have been fantastic and a great destination. So I love Spain. Anytime anybody wants to know anything about Spain, they can just ask me about it. Very good. That's very cool. good. And, uh, of course, they'll have a chance to ask you about it on the upcoming podcast cruise. Correct. And we're all going on that, right? Yes, we are. All of us, Carol and myself and Mary Jo included. So that should be really, really fun. I'm really looking forward to that. We'll have mm-hmm. to have a, um, we'll have to have a ladies show drink on the, um, Ooh, on the, on that's... the, on the cruise. That would be fun. I, that would be a lot of fun. I like that idea. <laughs> I like the way you think, Carol. Oh, you know, <laughs> yes, my drink of, I'll have to, when I was going to say bubbly, then I'll be drinking seven up, but that'll be fine. <laughs> well, I'll, I will, I will drink the other stuff for you. Oh, very well, which good. Which one is the, which one is the champagne? Do, do they have a special champagne bar on the, uh, on the reimagined magic? I know they didn't before. I don't, do I don't know, know if it's on the new one or not, but I'm sure that we can probably find somewhere, uh, yes. to, uh, have a lovely drink, uh, so that sounds good. Well, once we know more about what the schedule for the podcast cruise is, we will indeed let our listeners know when it gets closer to it. That would be mm-hmm. fun. And we will plan to have a Disneyland ladies meet. Yes. Yay. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So Mary Jo, why did we pick to talk about bathrooms? Well, as you know, I, I like to look through the threads on the Diz on the Disneyland on the Disneyland board. And we usually talk about it on our, on our 
weekly discussions. But I saw this thread called, At What Age Did You Let Your Son Go to the Men's Room Alone? by Walton MKB. And I thought this would be a really good topic for us gals to talk about since we've all, you know, we're all moms and grandmothers or grandmothers to be eventually. Yeah. And, and we've, we've taken, we've come across this issue with our um, sons and daughters regarding when we let them go to not only the restroom, but other things. And so I thought that this would be a good topic, but let me read the, the post to you. Walton MKB puts, my husband and I are taking our son to Disneyland in two weeks. My son is six and a half years old. My husband is not that much of a Disney fan and will go back to the room fairly often. I've just started letting my son go into the men's bathrooms alone, but only when it's a single stall and I stand right outside the door. I'm too nervous to do this at Disneyland, though, and I'm worried about what I'll do when my husband is not with us. I just have this awful image in my head of pedophiles laying in wait for young boys to come into the <laughs> oh, restaurant no. alone. Oh, that's so sad. It is. When did others start letting their sons go into the men's bathrooms alone? I also know that my son is growing up and I don't want to make other women uncomfortable with him in the women's bathroom, though I know other moms will be very understanding. So there goes her question. And so I thought that I would bring this to you ladies to see what, what you've done in the past and what recommendations you have and what I have also for fellow moms and dads um, going to the Disneyland Resort. And Carol, you have a son? I do. He's grown up now, so he can go to the bathroom all by himself. But <laughs> Yay! <laughs> now, now, women would be a little uncomfortable if you took him in with you. So yeah, he might. He might. I don't know. He's pretty cute. <laughs> okay. So, um, but he does have a daughter, and that is, you know, our wonderful Princess Lexi, um, who's five. And I was really thinking a lot about, you know, kind of when – when we were talking about this conversation, I thought, you know, I originally was thinking, oh, five is probably about the point where, you know, five, six years old is where they start, you know, being a little more independent and because they've gone, they're going to school now, you know? So, um, but then like, I was, you know, thinking, I'm not sure I would just let Lexi run off to the bathroom by herself. Um, so then it comes down to the question of, what choices do I have? So the choices are, um, I could take her in the restroom or my husband takes her in the restroom or her dad takes her in the restroom because he's a single dad. And that is usually what ends up happening is, you know, Jerry, our son, you know, will take Lexi or Michael will take Lexi because it's such a, um, for me being on a scooter, it's so difficult to kind of maneuver around um, that usually one of the men is taking her. And I was thinking, gosh, she's five now. And at what point is she too old to be, um, you know, going into the men's restroom? So I think it's, I think this question isn't, you know, I know it started out what, at what age is it, are boys too old? But, you know, it also is, you know, the same situation. There's a lot of single fathers taking, you know, their kids to Disneyland, especially. Um, yeah. You know, it's true. Um, I think a lot for me depends on the child themselves. There are some children that are very independent, you know, at six, maybe seven, six and seven, I think maybe is where I'm heading. Um, and they're very capable of, you know, running off, running in a, in a restroom and, you know, and then coming, you know, doing what they're supposed to do and then getting out and, 
<clears throat> returning back to, you know, the parent. Um, but gosh, there's a lot of other kids that just are not at that maturity level at that point. Um, right. you know, I was thinking in most cases I've been in, in Disneyland, you know, you're waiting in line to use the restroom. Um, I don't know how many five or six year olds would be able just to stand in a line by themselves and have the, and have the patience to do that, you know? So, um, I I don't really have a clear answer, I guess, is kind of where I'm going with this. I was trying to remember back, you know, my son is 30 now, so we're going to be 30, uh, or uh, as Michael reminds me, it's our son. Um, and, um, uh, so I was trying to remember back to when he was, you know, seven, eight years old. Um, but my memory just is not that good. Um, well, you know, and a lot of things were different back then too. So that yeah. doesn't situationally, I mean, what was normal for us to do when we were little and for what our parents allowed us to do. I mean, heck, look at how many things people would get arrested for doing that we did. The one thing I remember as even children. as a, as a kid though, cause I come from kind of a big family and, it was always, you had to have a partner. I mean, even like with Lexi yeah. in school, if they're going to go to the restroom, they got to have a partner. You know, you have, so like with us, there was always two kids going or, you know, so one was always going to tell on the other one if they started fooling around or whatever. <laughs> That's so, what my um, sister-in-law does. She has two boys. Yeah. And she's, she's always sent them in Paris. But I was, I am, I'm a divorced mom. So I ended up raising my children on my own. And mm-hmm. we've been going to Disneyland since they were very little. And when my son was about, I would say, almost six, I think he was still five, he absolutely refused to go into the women's restroom with me. Mm-hmm. And he was, and it could be that maybe in kindergarten, he started, well, he would kill me if I told anybody this, but when he was a... <laughs> he won't say anything. <laughs> nobody say anything to my son, Nicholas. <laughs> but, um... Nicholas, yeah. stop one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When, okay, you know, what did he do? What did he do? Well, we're very affectionate in, in mm-hmm. our family. So we're always, especially when the kids were little, they would go past me and I would grab them and hug them and, you know, tackle them and, and everything. So mm-hmm. very demonstrative. And he had um, this one friend in kindergarten that he really liked. And so he kissed him. And mm. his friend just, ew, boys don't kiss boys. And he came home and he was, he was in very surprised and he had news to tell me he goes mom did you know that boys don't kiss boys you know and so it was something that he had to learn and I think it was in school that he probably learned that boys don't go in girls restrooms right you know they start having that they start doing that gender identity and stuff and so he absolutely refused to go into the restroom and so um I was, I was thinking, well, what, shoot, what do I do now? Because he told me no. So what I would do at Disneyland is, is, and I was kind of ignorant back then. I didn't know about the companion restrooms. So I would, he would go into the men's. Did they even really have them back then? You know, that's a good companion question. Companion restrooms? Maybe, maybe they did They didn't. probably didn't. Because how old is your son, Mary Nick Jo? Is, he's 25. Okay. He's 25 now. So, so he's just a little about- bit younger than our kids. Okay. Yeah, like in, in, this isn't, this would be in the nineties that, that this happened. Yep. So I would, he would go into the men's restroom and I would prop the door open and just stick my foot in there and told the men, my son's in there and they, you know, I didn't look in there or anything, but I would just call out, 
or let him know, okay, I'm going to stay right here for you. You go do your thing and I'll be here when you come out. And that's what I did um, to to take care of that. So he would, he did go and he's like it by age, at least by age six for sure. But I think by age five, he was starting to go in the men's restrooms. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I, things are a lot different now. And it's not just here in the States. I noticed in Spain when I was over there that the moms brought their sons in the restrooms, the same age as here. It's not just, an, it's not an American thing. So whatever influenced our culture, and it could be just the socialization in the media. You know, we, we hear about things happening so much. It's, it's put this fear in a lot of mothers and maybe fathers, um, hearts that we, a lot of parents are just uncomfortable with letting their young children go by themselves. I think it's also, we have smaller families now, you know, you don't, you don't have the brothers and sisters, you know, you don't have the older brother or the older sister to, you know, to take Johnny, you know, with them. So, um, but I was talking to my kids about that and they were telling me that because of that, they, they're a lot more in, they don't depend on me for things. Even Mm -hmm. at a younger, at a younger age, they, they weren't, um, right. Worried about, you know, my mom has to be here every, every step of the way. And I know the difference. I took my, I take my nephews to Disneyland every so often. And right now they're 12 and 14. And the last time I took them, they were nine and 11 at the time. And we were in it. We wanted to go in the Matterhorn and I wanted to take a picture of something really quickly. I think it was flag retreat was going on. So I told them, go ahead and go. And I was used to my kids. Um, probably knowing Disneyland, but also they were more independent at that age. And I told them, go ahead and go to the Matterhorn and you couldn't miss it because it's tall. And I said, and I'll, right. I'll be there in, in just a minute. And so they went to the Matterhorn and the older, the older one was telling his brother, Oh, Auntie Joe's abandoned us. Oh no. And the nephew and, and his little brother said, Oh no, she's coming. She's coming. And I realized not everybody's ready to do things, you know, to go off by themselves. And so, and I showed up probably like maybe at the most five minutes later or less. And so my younger nephew told me what had happened. And I told their mom, I said, oh, by the way, I want to let you know that, you know, your your older son was nervous that I had abandoned them. And the younger one was reassuring his older brother. No, no, she didn't abandon us. She's, she's going to be right here. But they're so used to their mom and dad being there for them at all times, they're not used to doing anything on their own. And so mm-hmm. that was kind of a something for us to consider here because it's not it's not our job, or not our job, but it's not our place to determine when they're ready or not. I just hadn't taken it hadn't taken it into consideration. Right. But, but well, when because I, uh, you're not a helicopter parent. No. And they're the the there's definitely, and I actually have uh, fellow parents at school that actually say, you know, I'm a helicopter parent and I freely admit it. So that for me, that's kind of an odd concept. Um, are you guys familiar with that term at all? Oh yeah. Okay. So so you know it, and so that's kind of how we're going with this in all of these additional fears that you know are currently pending on society. Is it's it's very strange for those of us who really solidly have a foot in the older generation 
um, you know, and what, and who are still comfortable doing not what we did as kids, but things, you know, running, putting our children in those positions of independence at an early age, like our parents did with us, that's considered more the abnormal than the normal. Right. You know, I have parents in today's day and age, you're right. That's people are a lot more careful today with their kids. And, um, and so that's kind of a, something that a lot of people don't take into consideration is that that's, I don't know how to explain it other than that, that that's, that that's totally a flip situation in our society these days. So, well, I know when I read the thread, I mean, cause I went back and read some of the thread. There's, there's a lot of people that are talking about that nine and 10 year old up to 11, you know, 11 year old, you know, boys are in the women's restroom with their parents with their, or with their mother. And yeah, that, that's, you know, that's just, there are, not. well, there are a lot of women who are saying that makes them feel uncomfortable. And, yeah. and I guess for me, I'm like, I don't know if it makes me feel uncomfortable because, you know, certainly in a women's restroom, you know, it's all stalls and everybody's shutting yeah. the door and, you know, um, but, but it's got to make those kids feel pretty uncomfortable that they're even being, you know, because that's a very self-conscious age. But what if you have a child who is eight or nine and they are that kind of fearful kid who wants to, you know, be there with the mom? I mean, do we, you know, are people are feeling very uncomfortable having them come into the women's restroom. I think that's kind of some of the question that was being asked, you know, and you know, what do you, what do you do about that? And, you know, my feeling is that, you know, I don't really make comments about what other people choose, like while I'm in that restroom. Well, and that child also and, may have a disability too, that, you mm-hmm. know, and of course, because disabilities aren't very evident. Mm-hmm. So if they're an autistic child or if they have, you know, perception difficulties or they, you know, or difficulties where they get lost or, confused without the parents there. Yeah, it's, I mean, you have to do it. But that brings up the point of, you know, there are family restrooms as well. Yeah, and actually, um, you know, I know that you're calling them family restrooms, but I think in Disneyland they call them companion restrooms. Yes, they do. Yeah, and so if you see on a map or in if you're reading a book, um, if you actually ask for a family restroom, I think, you know, many people will say to you, oh, that's the same as the companion restroom. But Technically, they will. They, I've heard them say we do not have family restrooms. We have companion oh. restrooms. So, um, and uh, the one thing I would t- I would kind of just caution people on the family restroom: please do not, you know, please please be sensitive to the fact that when you go into the family restroom and you shut the door and you're there with your two or three kids, um, you know, don't if you've come off of um, Splash Mountain, please, please don't spend 15 minutes having them change all their clothes in those restrooms. Yes. Um, please do not yes. have that become the hangout for your teenage girls who decide that the pants that they wore are now too hot and they want to wear their shorts. Um, those restrooms are truly restrooms and you may have, um, a person that's outside that restroom that desperately needs to use that restroom. And that is the only restroom that will accommodate their particular handicap need. Um, so, um, just speaking from the, from, you know, kind of the disabled (laughs) type person, um, 
please, please, please be conscious of the fact that if you're in there for 15, 20, 30 minutes, you could, and, and that happens, believe me. Um, yeah. you know, you may have people knocking on that door saying, you know, we really need to use this restroom. So that's a really good yeah. point because sometimes people don't, they don't realize, you know, they're, they're busy or they get caught up and they don't realize that they, there's other people who do need to use that or be, like you said, we, be sensitive to that. Yeah. I mean, just, just be exactly. sensitive to the, you know, what the use for that room is. It, it really is not, a, it's really bad over by, um, by, uh, Splash Mountain. Yeah. It is not, you know, meant to have your entire family change their clothes in there for 20 minutes. Right. So, right. And that's, and that's a problem too with, I hate to sound like this, but that's a problem too with parenting and education on the parents, on the parents' behalf. Because if you're not going to teach your kids the proper way to utilize these spaces, and if you're certainly going to ignore the, um, the intended purpose of these spaces, then your kids aren't going to learn to, you know, be brought up to learn to respect disabled bathrooms as being truly for the disabled either. I'm constantly yelling at Zoe, do not take the largest bathroom. Don't. You are by yourself. There is no reason you and your sister have to go to the bathroom together in the bathroom stall. And I am constantly driving that home with them. And and that's why. And I think if you don't make the point of doing it, no one else is. You know, and because nobody wants to speak out against your kid, you know, and, and correct you or anything like that. Um, because, you know, it's your place to educate your child, not, you know, some stranger. Yeah, there's a lot more family companion uh, or uh, companion uh, restrooms over in California Adventure. Obviously, yes. because when they built um, California Adventure, they, you know, these types of awareness was much, uh, much, much was much more was much greater and yes. so um and it was it was it's also a more governed part a lot of disneyland is grandfathered into those architectural issues correct but um california adventure had to be designed with those issues right so mind. um so if you have a need for um a family restroom i think you're going to find a lot um they're going to be a lot more convenient to find um over in california adventure um almost i think every or most of the park um, has family restrooms. I'm trying to think there's one. I, I don't know geographically what side this is, but um, it's the, like where the Aladdin uh, theater is. And then you go over into the, um, uh, the Hollywood backlot, the Hollywood village or the Hollywood, yeah, that, the, the, or the Hollywood studios area. The okay. Yes. So that Hollywood section, backlot. there are two restrooms over in that area that do not have, um, uh, the family companion, but you can, if you have a guide, if you have the, um, you know, the map, um, if you need to look for a companion bathroom, uh, you will see, uh, where the little restroom, the, you know, they have the little two people is the sign for the restrooms. Yeah. And then they will always have a wheelchair next to it. And that will uh, indicate that there is a companion bathroom there. So, yeah. Oh, is that yeah. what that means? Okay. okay. Yeah, you'll see um, a rest. Usually, what you'll see is the regular restroom, and then next to it, you'll see the a wheelchair and a uh, and a restroom sign. So, Good to know. so do you guys want my take now? Sure. Yes. Okay. So, having two children, eight currently aged seven and nine, as of this time of this recording, 
you know, my kids have grown up, literally grown up at Disneyland. Um, so for us, when they started becoming too tall for baby care, and can we say that baby care goes up to 42 inches and once, or no, I'm sorry, 40 inches. So Nancy, before you, before you go into that, why don't you explain what baby care is for people who don't know? Okay. So for baby care, um, the two baby care, um, the two baby care buildings, the one in Disneyland is right next to the camera shop on Main Street, right across from the Little Red Corn Dog Cart in the Plaza Inn, um, tucked in real close to First Aid. First Aid is just past the baby care center. So for that's the Disneyland Park location. And the California Venture location is exactly right behind the entrance to Ghirardelli's in the Pacific Wharf section of the park. So once you go to the two baby cares, obviously they're for babies, for changing, feeding, you know, stuff like that. Um, they are also the lost children centers. And they offer miniature potties for children who are potty training or who it's just easier to get on a potty up to a certain height. Once children reach that height and there are no real doors on the potties, there's sort of some half doors on the Disneyland one, but there's no real door. Yeah, it's kind of like a a little wall. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a little wallet on the California Adventure one. Once they're past the height for those, which I believe is somewhere around 40 inches, um, they are, children are then told, no, I'm sorry, they're too tall for the potties at baby care, and you need to go to the regular restrooms. Well, the girls have their issues now being the ages they are about wanting to hit the restroom on their own. And... We've developed guidelines about this because they do this not only at Disneyland. They do it in every restaurant we go to. You know, there's something about kids and restaurants. <laughs> and they want to look, you know, they want to go to the bathroom in every single restaurant. Your kids may be the same. They may not. But regardless of that, the thing about this is we've established a pretty easy guideline. Because for us, like like we said before, we're not... I'm not a helicopter mom. I kind of hang out. I kind of make, I make sure I keep an eye on, but, and even when I'm by myself with them, we established a guideline. It's okay to leave to go to the bathroom by yourself in a restaurant if we can see the restaurant door. First, we start off in small restaurants at home you know, getting comfortable with that idea where we could actually see the the bathroom door and who goes in and who goes out. So that became our starting point. Then it became, you know, larger restaurant restrooms. Okay. And larger restaurants. Okay. You can go if you go with your sister. So the two of them go together. And that way they both feel a little independent. But then there became the problem of the stall issue, which I just ranted on. Um, and I'm really annoyed when they do things like that. Um, then it became the issue of, okay, we're 
eating inside at Carnation Cafe, for instance, well, where's the closest bathroom? The closest bathroom is out the gate and to the right. You know, you can't see the bathroom, but we started letting the girls go to that one together. Yeah, that definitely has lesser traffic. It's a smaller restroom yeah. and, you know. So, it, I, if, especially if you're, you know, you've got a child of the opposite sex, that would be one of the things I would do. Um, if you feel uncomfortable at taking, like, Lexi into the bathroom or something, I would go to those smaller bathrooms and wait outside. You know, and the smallest bathrooms, the easiest bathrooms to do that with at Disneyland are certainly the Carnation Cafe, um, the ones by the Plaza, um, the Plaza Inn. Now, depending on what time of day you arrive at Disneyland, uh, we often go to the restroom, you know, just so we don't have to stop seven times in the park. We often go as soon as we park the car and gotten down to the first level of the bathroom. We've let them go in that, in those bathrooms by themselves. Usually because when we arrive, there's not that much traffic, foot traffic into the bathroom. So that's another good place if you want to try um, being comfortable with yourself with letting your child go into a larger bathroom. Um, there's another set, there's, of course, the super secret Aladdin bathroom. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> in, uh... The Oasis. In, um, yeah, in the Aladdin's Oasis right next to the Jungle Cruise. And that one is a single holder, so certainly, you know, a single parent with a, a child of the opposite sex, it would be okay to go in and out there. Now, Carol, you found that one fairly tight for a companion bathroom, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a smaller restroom, so. Yeah. So it's probably not going to be frequented as much, but it'd be more frequented by, I would say, families with smaller kids or multiple kids. Um, but keep that in mind. There are still people who are going to want to come to that bathroom. Um, that one's a good one. And actually, Hungry Bear, the ones at Hungry Bear aren't that busy, especially if it's not a prime meal time. And it's really easy to sit right outside of the, um, right outside of the entrance. One, ones I would not recommend, I would not recommend those ones in Frontierland, between Frontierland and Adventureland right there, um, as, right after you've crossed the bridge by the Tiki Room. That, that place is just too chaotic. It's too easy to lose your child. Um, yeah, and that's, that's the one that has two entries, right? I mean, you can go in, there's like the big rock, you can go on both sides of it. Well, the men go in on one side and the women go in on the other side. Mm, okay. So it it's just, for me, that's just too crowded of an area to sit and watch for someone to come in and out. I, I And those bathrooms get so much foot traffic that if you're uncomfortable with the, you know, with letting your child go in with a lot of strangers, then that's one to definitely avoid. Uh, oh, the gas station in Toontown. Is a perfect little restroom. Actually, um, Big Thunder Ranch, that little, there's yes. that small one. I think it only has like, um, four stalls in it. So yeah, that's a so very that's a perfect um, one. small little, um, area. Yep. In Fantasyland, 
the prince and princess's bathroom up by the theater by Mickey and the Magical Map isn't too bad. That one's really easy to relax on the rail while you're waiting for someone to come in and out. Um, and it's not a huge, huge bathroom. Um, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Where, where else are some other good ones? Oh, the one, the one just as you, uh, not the one, well, there's the one just as you come off Space Mountain, but I wouldn't go to that one. I would go to the one that's over by the entrance of the Autopia, because there's those little bathrooms that are tucked away as you're walking towards the train. That's actually the a really th- good I- one. I think the only thing about that is, isn't that like right next to the, there used to be a big smoking area over there. They, I thought they moved that smoking area because people complained because it was on the walk yeah, to the train. Well, I, yeah, because, well, it used to be that like going into that restroom, um, the restroom was really filled with smoke because of the oh. smoking area was right out. It kind of got, you know, how they have, um, you know, the fans were kind of pulling yeah. the exhaust in. And so, um, but if they, I can't remember, I guess they have moved that because I haven't thought about that for a while. So. Well, I remember that there were a lot of complaints when that smoking area was first developed. And I, I want to say, I thought they got rid of it pretty quick, Okay, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> Your one, mileage may vary. One thing, um, it's funny because uh, people always ask, Tom Sawyer's Island does have a restroom on it and it does have a handicap restroom. So, yes, um, around the backside of the people port. People, you know, kind of get over there and, and panic a little bit, and they do have uh, restrooms over there. <laughs> That's an excellent point, Carol. And those are single holers. They remind me of the bathrooms that are, um, they remind me of the bathrooms that are um, right there outside of Flo's Diner with the single, you know, the little companion restrooms mm. with, anyway. <laughs> That's just me being reminded. It's just that same sort of style of single holers. <laughs> this, so. is, this is a crazy conversation. <laughs> hey, man, at least they're not, you know, single holers with the blue stuff. <laughs> okay, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Meaning porta potties. I knew exactly what you meant. <laughs> oh, I, actually, mercy, one mercy. Um, one other thing though, um, just because I knew you were talking about the um, the child care area um yes and uh, the baby care uh, i will say that my um i did the last time we were in disneyland we did take our granddaughter in there and she's definitely over 40 inches and there was no issue so um i think that they kind of also assess kind of how old the child is because lexi is tall i would agree tall for her age and you know so i think that they might you know kind of also look to see you know you can kind of tell on a child's face Kind of, yes. you know, if they're kind of on the younger side or if they're getting to, you know, as children mature, their face changes. So um, uh, I, I know you made a comment that if you were 40 inches or above, they might say to you, no, uh, this is not appropriate for you. But um, right. I, I know that that was not what we experienced. So I just wanted to let okay. you know people know that. Um, but I also wanted to let um, you know that while you're talking about the baby care, there are restrooms in the first aid stations. And if you... Um, especially if you have a child that's like autistic or um, has a real uh, kind of phobia of bathrooms. I know some kids really have difficulty with the automatic flushing toilets um, that uh, you can use the first aid station. Um, They have wonderfully, very, very clean uh, restrooms. It's not 
Um, they're not looking for a lot of traffic through there. Um, but again, if you have an issue that you have a child that really needs um, to be able to use kind of more of a private setting, uh, that is an option to you. And that's a really, really good point. Well, because there's a lot, and sometimes that's the reason why the parents don't want to let their 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 small children uh, go to the restrooms by themselves, especially you know moms with boys or dads with girls. And you, you mentioned um, Michael with Lexi. I think that's right. almost more of an issue: is the dads taking the little girls? When is the little girl um, too, too old, old? Yeah, to go into a men's restroom. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like I said before, when you're going into a women's, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time in men's restrooms, but um, when you go into a women's restroom, you know, yeah, it's Carol. it's all, stall, <laughs> you know, it's all stall driven, you know what I mean? Yeah. And in, in Disneyland, the doors almost always work. I mean, you know, so the situation is that most likely you're going to have privacy um, for whatever your needs are that you need to take care of. Um, obviously, in a men's restroom, it's a little different situation. Um so, um, gosh, I mean, I, I almost feel like we have to ask Michael. I'm trying to think of when he goes in with Lexi. And I know, you know, I, I know that it's more probably Jerry that's taking Lexi into the restroom, but, um, you know, I don't know if they're just saying, you know, you know, look straight ahead. I don't really know what goes or, on. Um, yeah. When dad know. said he covered his daughter's eyes when he took her in. Yeah. You know, you know to- and, and I, I kind of am, a, we're sort of of the school, if you don't make a big fuss about it and you just, you know, move on, that the kids generally, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. It's, it's a, you know, it's a hard situation. I mean, it's, I don't, well, I, I, I haven't spent a lot of time and- walking in on men using urinals in my life. <laughs> so I don't really, you know, I, I, I don't really know what to say, but I think that, you know, if you just sort of, you know, walk at a pace and get them to the stall and, you know, that's the way it is. And so, um, I, I would think I that the gentleman might feel a little more uncomfortable knowing there's a little girl than the little girl feel. You know what I mean? I, I think that they might feel uncomfortable with that. So I agree with you. I think that would be more of an issue for the older people. And Luckily, there are those companion restrooms throughout the parks. And we had already named, we named the one that's between Aladdin, Oasis, and, and the Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. Where are the others at the Disneyland Park? I know that there's, um, uh, well, there's, there's one at the, what is it? Rancho del Zocalo. Oh, Zocalo. So, so it's <laughs> in between that restaurant and Main Street or the ferry. Oh, yes. It's in between the uh, Princess Fantasy Fair. Thank you. Princess Fantasy Fair and the Rancho de Zocalo restaurant. Right. So that's two so, of them. Oh, I almost need a map to see it in front of Let's me. See. I'm sorry. Um, I know it's city, up at City Hall, they have the, um, you know, they have the restrooms on both sides. Uh, there's a, uh, there used to be the restrooms behind the bank. And then they have the uh, restaurant restrooms um, on the side of City Hall. On the, um, I also believe that there is actually a family bathroom in the tour gardens, um, up against the back section there. There is one. I've checked it out, but they usually have it roped off. So if you're determined, you can go there. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but if it's during the day and they have tours going, you know, you have to ask, but, um, usually there is one back there. So, um, um, I'm trying to think of where else in Disneyland. Gosh, you'd think I'd know this, you know, um, I'm trying to think too. Hungry Bear is one that I always hit. Um, it's, it, it Do they, they don't. Do they have a companion I, restroom? There? I, I, I don't think so though. I no, think, it's just the regular yeah, restroom. Yeah, they have the large It's a very nice, yeah. extremely large yeah. restroom. Yeah, we, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of kind of where I, you know, use the restroom when I'm going through the park, you know. Um, I would say if you're, uh, and you know, there's the tiki room, um, restrooms that you can stand right outside yep. of, you know, which is a good one. Um, if you have kind of a mixed sex situation. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The tiki room ones are fabulous too. Um, um, there's the tiki room. There's. I'm trying to make a mental note all the way around. I, I don't. I can't. Well, there. Know. If you're dining in Blue Bayou, there are restrooms in Blue Bayou. Yeah, I mean the one. I'll, I'll tell you the ones that I have the most. Some of the most difficulty with, and I'm not sure I'd let a child just go by themselves into, is the ones in the back of New Orleans. Those yeah. are extremely busy bathrooms, and um, it's very chaotic there. Um, yes, and I have. Although watched... I had to let I had to let Lily go in yesterday, but yeah, she's Lily's really good about sticking with me. Zoe, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, we were just in there yesterday, and but that's and a I would agree that's a with very you. busy. Like you were saying the other, yeah. you know, when you talked about busy bathrooms, that's a very busy bathroom. Yes. Um, and also you're standing right next to a train. You know, you're not very far yeah. at all from the train. Um, there are know. lots of directions people could go very quickly. Yeah. So, um, so if you're very earnestly, um, worried about, you know, is someone going to walk off with your child? Granted, you know, it always, those urban myths always killed me about people who, who would, you know, kidnap your child and color, change their shoes and color their hair in the bathroom. You can't get away with coloring anybody's hair in anybody, in any of those major bathrooms. <laughs> well, I mean, the one good thing about Disneyland, I mean, you know, I think we have to be, we kind of have to sit, there's two sides to this. One yeah. is when you're in Disneyland, people get the impression that you're in this, you know, bubble. Bubble. Which, in a way you are, you know, you're in a wonderful fantasy, wonderful little world that's very magical and the berm, you know, takes the whole rest of the world out of, out of who, where you are. But let me tell you, the reality is that there are, you know, no matter where you are, whether yep. you're in Disneyland, California Adventure, um, out in, you know, the, um, plaza area, there are people that, you know, are going to, um, do inappropriate things. I mean, I, re- yes. I can distinctly remember the night we were watching fireworks and Michael had, was pickpocketed and we both were stunned. We were like, but we're in Disneyland. And, you know, as we're reporting this to the police and, um, and they're like, you know, you have to be realistic that, you know, people know that there are a lot of people in these parks. So, yep. um, you know, Disneyland is an expensive park to get into. Um, so I don't think you're going to have, uh, a lot of people, you know, running around there trying to do a lot of bad things. But, um, when you take, 
the statistics of how many people are there and you, even if you were say 1% of the people or half a percent of the people are, if you will, bad people, um, you know, I, it only takes one. It only takes right. one if it's your, and, and it only takes one person to, you know, scare your child or whatever. Um, so you have to still be realistic, but, um, but that all that said, there's a tremendous amount of security in Disneyland. There are, you see the, you know, you see the security guards, uh, walking around and, and you also, there's a lot of other people that you don't see, um, pretty yep. much everywhere in Disneyland's on camera. Um, you know, it's like when, when I was a teenager and we used to, you know, take our youth group down there from our church, the, um, youth group leaders used to always laugh and say, this is like one of the safest places to take kids because you can't get into too much trouble in Disneyland without somebody knowing it. Um, right. they yep. really have, um, a wonderful, uh, security that is available to you. Um, so, you know, it's, we have to just kind of be realistic that, Yes, there are bad people in the world. Do I think that, yeah, they're going to be able to dye the kid's hair and change, yeah. change all their clothes and everything without a child, you know, you know, getting noticed? Those bathrooms are so busy. Somebody's going to notice if somebody's dyeing somebody's hair blue in the bathroom. So, yeah. Um, and usually there's, I, and usually there's an attendant in most of the larger bathrooms. I mean, so, yeah. um, you know, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but you know, it's like, I always think, you know, I let my guard down a little bit in Disneyland, but you still have to have a little bit of common. There's a common sense. That's really what it yes. comes down to. And you know what? Some of this common sense can be brought about by pre-prepping your child before you go on vacation. You know, you can talk about what the expectation is. You know, there will be times when mommy says it's okay to go to the bathroom by itself yourself there will be times when it won't be there will be times when we need to do this as a family or there are going to be times when we need to do that as the family and and if you get your kids practiced into a routine or get, at least get them educated you know kind of the stop drop and roll of your vacation then, you know, maybe they'll be more comfortable with the concept. And if, and if there's a time you say no, that's going to have to mean no. Don't ask me again. Well, isn't that kind of like what we, I mean, you, I think you're sort of lead, yeah. leading into what we um, said besides bathrooms. I mean, there's a lot of situations where, you know, kids want to start becoming more independent. And, yep. you know, like Mary Jo, you were saying your children you know, at an early age. And certainly, Nancy, your children are so familiar with Disneyland. I'm sure that they're yeah. bugging you right now. It's seven and nine. To, <laughs> can I go on this ride by myself? Yeah, can to, I, oh, with Zoe, it's, can I ride in this car? By, can I ride in the front seat by myself? Can I ride in my own clamshell on Little Mermaid? Yeah. Okay. Can I do this? Can I do that? And we're having to explain to them, okay, look, there may be times, yes, there may be times no. I think, actually, you know what really helped with this um, and helped us get used to letting them go into queues and stuff by themselves? It was Legoland. Because there are several attractions in Legoland where you can't go on them unless you're a certain height. Or less. Is that or what you less. mean? Yeah. And so, like, for instance, the, um, the horses, the jousting horses at Legoland, they... Um, you know, it's basically the little kids get on the horse and the horse drags them around the track. Um, and it's a fake horse, by the way. I'm not 
condoning. I, the woman who almost put my child on a, on a sheep for nine minute sheep ride, or six, nine and second sheep riding, um, do, you know, has not agreed to put my child but, on a horse. But wouldn't that be, season. okay, so similar but, to that in Legoland, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you took your children yeah. over to um, California so, Adventure, you could take them over to, what is it, Flix Fun Fair? Isn't yeah, and, and put and, them in the and and let them. We've done that with the bumper car. Yeah, let them stand Zoe's in the queue the, where you can yep. you could stand on the other end and watch them, but they feel like they're very independent yep. walking in that queue by themselves. You know, yep. or the little balloon ride, or you know, uh, what is it? The train. Well, let's over talk there. about let's talk about queues where you could do that. Um, let's start since we're starting in California Adventure. There's the whole Flix Flyers, the, all the, all the, the queues there. Although, you know, for some people, the Choo Choo Train queue would not be comfortable necessarily because it does go so far back and forward. You can't see the whole queue from one perspective, but the rest of the ride you can. No problem. But at what um, age are we talking about now? I mean, is this sort of, I mean, they're seven and nine and mm-hmm. we've been letting them do a couple of the Legoland queues by themselves for at least a year. Well, you have to, at Disneyland, you have to be at least seven before you can go in any yes. attraction by by yourself. So, Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's good to know. Yep. So, um, but yeah, because they wouldn't let Lily ride with Zoe. It, it, your mileage may vary on different, I'm really into that phrase tonight. Um, <laughs> With different cast members, like on the Little Mermaid, some of them will give Zoe her own clamshell. Some of them will say no. Some will let will let Zoe ride with Lily in a clamshell, and some won't. You know, it's kind of up to the cast members sometimes. But otherwise, um, you know, it's kind of, how do I want to put it? We we have no problem letting them do that. You know, the best one to let them do that independently on their own. Uh, one of the one of the better ones too, is at either one of the two carousels. Because like at, at Triton's carousel, you can see everything from the center vantage point. Like if you're standing out on the promenade, looking back, looking at the carousel, you know, there you can see the whole carousel at that point. And it, it's a very, very short queue on the left-hand side on Triton's Carousel, too. So that's another good one. If they'd want to go, you know, by themselves at that age. Right. Because, I mean, some them. people are... Right. Because, you know, nine is a very independent age. Nine really starts the heavy push. So what I'm hearing kind of is, to start with, that you um, let your child... Uh, you know, select a ride with, you know, you and you and your child select a ride and then your child can go stand in the queue and ride the mm-hmm. ride by themselves. But you're, right. you're actually, um, those rides are going to be the ones where you can stand there and really see, you know, what, that's what's going starters. on. That's, yeah. that's kind of stage one is what we're saying yeah. of I- independence. Yeah, and I think that would be really fairly reasonable to say, okay, this isn't a bad deal. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a bad, a good way to start because it gives the parent confidence that their child can handle it. And I mean, even such things as letting them ride in their own clamshell in the Little Mermaid or letting them ride in their own bumper car on Tuck and Roll's bumper cars okay. or sit in their own seat on, on Heimlich. Okay. That's a big starter. 
So then where do you go next? Is the next thing you go to like, um, you know, like maybe attending the show, a show like, um, Mickey and the Magical Map and you let him maybe sit three or four rows in front of you? you yeah, know? maybe. Or let him sit, you know, another row behind, you know, yeah, sit a couple rows in front of you, you sit behind them, yeah. That's certainly a great thought. Mary Jo, weren't you telling us something you started doing with your kids during, uh, while waiting for stuff? Yeah. You know, that that was a time they would ask? Fanta- yes, when they would, uh, we would go see Fantasmic. And at the time, they were probably eight, nine years old. And we would go, and in those days, we'd just sit on the ground like everybody else, or I'd sit at the Riverbell Terrace table and they would want to go on the rides and so i would tell them okay you guys can go on pirates because it was pretty close and then you come right back and they would go on pirates of the caribbean and come back and then then the next one was you can go to the haunted mansion which was a little bit farther and they did that and then it kind of went to um as as we got more confidence and as they got more confidence, you know, they would go and they'd come back to me and, and I could see that they were okay. Then I might tell them, okay, for half an hour, you guys can do things, but then you need to come back. And by that time, they were probably like 10 years old, 10 and 11 or 9 and 10. Kelly's Kelly's younger. Um, she's a little bit more calm. Nick, they're different now, but when they were kids. And as long as she was with her older brother, she was fine. She she was she was the braver of the of the two because she had her older brother with her and nick probably <laughs> felt more of the responsibility that you know he had for his little sister but they would they would do that and um again we we go quite often so i'm thinking about for the parents who probably don't go often and of yeah. course they're they're not going to want their children taking off and going to attraction so we have to keep that keep that in mind because yeah, i was thinking when my kids were kind of like in middle school so what is that like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Um, you know, I'm trying to remember what ages so those are. 11 through 14. Yeah, I mean, 11 through 14. That's about the 14. point where I would say, okay, you can go to this ride and then you come right back here. I mean, I, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm, I would have been a little bit more cautious, I think, than, um, than maybe you married Joe, just because we weren't down there that often. And usually we were there only on the weekends. Cause again, I was thinking if it was during the week, crowded. it'd be a little bit different. But right. if I'm there only on the weekends and usually I was there, you know, on, you know, when school was out more, so the crowd would have been a little bit more. Um, it, it really wasn't that I was afraid somebody was going to find them. I just know that they would get in trouble, you know, <laughs> so, oh, uh, I would be more concerned, like, you know, you know, you need to be back here, you know, like this is, you're going to, you need to prove that you can do this. You know, you need to show me you're listening to what, you know, I'm saying. So, and and that's a big one too. Some kids just aren't ready. And so, you know, as much as they may want to, you have to tell them no. And, and that's once again, why you have, why I would recommend having a pre-vacation conversation with your kids and say, look, you know, how you behave on this trip, you know, will tell me what you're allowed to do. Yeah. Cause remember, you guys are like, you know, you're more day visitors. I mean, these are parks yeah. that are part of kind of your life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm well, thinking for us, like, this is like, we're, 
they like when we when the kids were little we would we would only go maybe once a year or something if we right. were lucky maybe every other year and so we were really on and i'm putting it air quotes vacation so yeah. when you're on vacation like the kids think that the rules are also on vacation and it's like right. no you know what i mean so i think that that's important for you know kind of families to understand it's like listen you know i know you want to do this so you know, we're going to do this in short increments so that you can prove you can do this to me. And yes. and then I'm going to let the leash out a little farther, you know. So, yeah. um, but it's all they have to be trustworthiness, I guess, you know. Right. And I'm not saying, and I mean, I, we had really good kids. So, um, but as a parent, I would have to just, I, it's just also part of that process for both the kids and as a parent, you know, of, of learning to let go, you know, and so, um, it's well, and for a lot of parents, vacation is not the time to, is definitely not the time to let go. For a lot of, for some parents, it's a great time to try new things and that their kids are very adaptable to try new things in new environments. But for some parents, they got to lay down the rules. But it also and, can be overwhelming because, you yeah, know, when you, exactly. when you say to your child, you have all this freedom now, you know, all of a sudden you have all this freedom, they can be overwhelmed by that too. So, yeah. Uh, and also the parks and, make and with all the people in the parks, it can be overwhelming also. I mean, we were joking, uh, talking about like, uh, like Mary Jo, you were saying, you know, you'd sit with for fantastic. I can remember sitting for fireworks and, um, just, you know, I would find the spot and I would say, okay, this is where I'm going to be. See this bench, see this tree, see this, you know, garbage can. This is the m- markers of where I am. And then they would, you know, say we'd sit there for a while and then they'd get tired of sitting. And so of course they'd want popcorn, right? Hmm. So the popcorn uh, vendor would be, you know, around the hub. So can, you know, mom, mom, can we go to the hub to get popcorn? Well, okay. So I'm going to give you whatever it is, the 10 bucks. I'm going to let you run down to get the popcorn. Make sure you come right back. Well, let me tell you, there's no, you know, when you're waiting for those fireworks, and those popcorn vendors are very busy. It takes a long time. I mean, you know, so they're yep. not, they're not messing around. They're actually, you know, trying to cut through the crowd, get to the popcorn and then come back. Well, by the time they're coming back, what, what used to be, you know, a few people is now a lot of people. And so you got to have kids that really can, you know, think through, you know, how do you handle that crowd, you know? Crowd of people and circumstances, if circumstances change, I mean, you know, where, you know, where do you have that meeting point of, okay, I'm lost. I need to go to the meeting point, you know, because it's been too long and I need, you know, I need to go to whatever the wishing well, because I know I can't find mom or dad. So. Yep. There's certainly a lot to discuss, and we've we've been through a lot of that with with the kids so far. And you know, I heck, I've even lost my husband while sitting and waiting. But <laughs> once again, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. Each family is different. Yeah, and each actually each circumstance is different. What may be right on one one day may not be right for the next day. That's so you know? true. It could be, you know, on a Thursday or Friday, you say, okay, I'm going to give you an hour in Tomorrowland and you can go run around and do whatever you want. But if it's a Saturday, you know what, you're going to stick around with the family a little bit more. So, Mm -hmm. well, you know, and 
be prepared to say no on vacation. I mean, some parents think, oh, it's on vacation. I don't know if I should be. You know what? Sometimes kids appreciate the rules, even though they'll never tell you that. You know, and they'll appreciate that you were strict with them on certain things. Um, you know, the girls, my girls hate the, the concept that they'll ever truly be lost. Um, and they're glad sometimes after I've reined them in from the experience of knowing how the crowds flow from one section to another. But if you're going to use a, I don't think I'm going to let you do this if you behave this way, you know, or if you show me you can, you that I can't trust you to do something, um, you know, be prepared to stick with whatever consequence that is, even though you're on vacation. Um, because they'll also try then and take advantage of it on the next day of vacation and the next day of vacation. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're pushy little buggers. So, you know, make sure you, you draw those lines in the sand as to what you expect from them as well. So you don't end up, um, regretting your decision to trust them. And then if they do something right, Give them that little extra inch. If they if they surprise you like crazy, you know, go ahead and try that extra inch. Okay, and one more piece of advice, you know, from a woman who's been married for a lot, a lot of years, who's traveled with a couple kids. Yeah. Make sure you talk to your husband ahead of time uh, and <laughs> say, Good one. Okay, this is what I'm agreeing that I'm going to let the, you know, if the kids ask, this is what I think that they should be able to do. Because you yes. and your husband may not have the same independent, uh, you know, how far that they can go. Um, so just you're very seriously have that conversation ahead of time so that you're not having it, you know, in the middle of the park with the kids standing there. Um, cause that can actually really ruin a vacation. Um, yes. so when one parent gets very upset that the other parent is undermining them. So, um, and yes. I, and I only Be say on that, page. I say that from, you know, having been a parent from a, for a very long time. So good point. Extremely good point. Extremely good point. Cause my husband is often known to be much more lax about things than I am. And who do and, and who are the girls going to always ask then if they can do things? Exactly. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> very true, very true. Well, good. Well, it sounds like we've given a lot of chew to this topic and hopefully we've helped some people and not harmed others. <laughs> Remember Noah no uh, tourists were harmed during the making of this podcast. <laughs> and no children gain calories. Yeah. <laughs> no mothers or children gain calories during the point of this. So, um, anyway, ladies, thank you so much. Stay tuned in another few, in another several weeks, um, and we will bring you another exciting Diz Unplugged. Disneyland Edition Ladies Show. Thank you, and remember, Disneyland is more magical when it's shared. Bye.